You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go. My man. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Log 2. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach, and we are Carmelo's Anthony Podcast. Ah, occasionally talk fantasy basketball. Natty, how you doing this week? I'm okay, Pete. Everybody keep your voices down. He's a yes. little walking wounded, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, it was my brother-in-law's wedding this weekend, so I am still recovering from both just exhaustion and travel, which, you know, is exhausting in general, but also doubly exhausting when you are, you know, constantly facing the, facing the COVID at every turn. Dude. And just think about how the NBA playoffs had no travel this year. Zero travel. Think about how exhausting travel is. And then think about the quality of the basketball played this year. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I know part of me kind of was overrated. Right. Part of me kind of wants the like NBA to like implement a uh, like a playoff bubble forever, you know, where it's like the regular season is played bouncing between bouncing between stadiums and you travel, blah, 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 that whole nine yards. But then once it comes to playoffs, it's just like now all the best teams go down to a bubble and you can still get like, you know, maybe it's now you can get tickets to go watch your team play at the, uh, at said bubble. But like the, the lack of traveling, I think certainly kind of boosted the overall, the overall play. Like, do you think, do you think that the heat would be able to have run Jimmy buckets and, and like half their squad so hard into the ground if they were traveling every other game or every two games? I think that there would have been more rest days involved. Like mm-hmm. if, if in a world without coronavirus. Um, it would have been stretched out so much longer because you get a travel day and then maybe right. you get a rest day and, you know, they're trying not to compete. Like they went up against baseball playoff games and football games and it was just sort of because they needed to. Because they're Like from everything I read, it was like, okay, cool. If you're out, then you're getting the fuck out of the bubble. You're gone, like right, right now. Right, like there's, the, no, the, there's no like chilling out and like seeing how, how everything's hanging. It's like, yeah. okay, you're, you're done, you're out. And I think it would have been interesting, like, if I were a young player in the bubble and, you know, I wasn't married or I didn't have a lady or no kids, I kind of might have been like, can I just stick around and practice? Like, I can work on stuff? Sure. Like, it's more dangerous out there than it is in here. Like, is there any way I can stay here, guys? <laughs> yeah. um, because as you were saying before the pod, it is so impressive what the NBA did with the bubble. It just, yeah. they made it work. And zero positive God bless. tests throughout the entire season. Like, that's incredible. Or the entire, you know, bubble yeah, season. Yeah, sure. Like, Second season. Incredible. Yeah, totally. Bubble season. I, I was so skeptical and so worried. And they really, 
proved me wrong. They did it correctly, which just goes to show that everyone could do it correctly if they applied (laughs) the effort. Maybe a cohesive uh, uh, attack. And uh, the, the NBA arenas that are open for voting are already doing really well, and they're a big help. So God bless to the players who went into an unknown and possibly dangerous situation, and while they were there, had to deal with some incredibly traumatic events that occurred elsewhere in the country. They saved the season. They made real things happen. Thank God these arenas are open and Mm -hmm. a lot of air circulation. People won't be too crowded. They can get people in and out. That's a good, positive thing. Um, There's just so much good about the bubble, and I can't really think of anything off the top of my head that's that's bad, you know, like I, I liked the condensed schedule for the playoffs because it was exciting. You know, there's yeah. fucking games all the goddamn time. All That's the great. Time. That was incredible, man. Like it was, it was amazing too. When you had, I mean, even when it was conference finals, but like when it was the semis and you yeah. had what are four games going on and one and o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah. It was insane. I mean, good Lord. How could you not love it as a basketball fan? It was a little bit like March Madness. Yes, 100%. That's what it was like. Just because it's go, 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 go. Um, You know, like the NBA also knew that a lot of people were at home and could watch a one o'clock game. So unlike college where it's like, yeah, you know, if your team's in, like maybe you take the day off, whatever. This was sort of uh, a captive audience, even though ratings were down. But I find that hard to believe. I think a lot of people, I mean, Obviously, the whole ratings is how much? How much? I mean, people I, watch things have, in different ways now. The, right. the ratings I have don't no really idea. apply exactly. Like, I have no idea how ratings are tracked anymore, but like, it was the NBA finals are brought to you by YouTube TV. Does YouTube TV keep track of like, does that count towards right. television? Viewing? Yeah, Netflix I've, doesn't release its numbers. I have yeah, no you idea. can't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they're just to say, I don't know anything about the behind the scenes for how they do this in the new era. Like, I don't know how you do ratings. Which anymore. is why it's such a dumb stat that, like, everyone loves to throw around. Like, you have the football heads who are like, oh, Sunday night game, out top the game six of the NBA. Guess football's back. And you have the, you know, crazy Republicans who are all, or, you know, right-wing nutjobs who are all like, well, the NBA, not a lot of people are watching it. I guess they shouldn't have done their uh, dirty business with China or made any uh, any political statements. Guess that's coming back to get you. <laughs> Even it's though like, they were totally right. Or, well, right. the NBA wasn't. Daryl Morey was. Daryl Morey was 100% right. That was uh, a year ago. I can't fucking believe isn't that insane? LeBron isn't and them were insane? in china a year oh ago my god oh my god wow this year what a season so dude long. i know but like that's it's just such a it's such a dumb antiquated stat to like be to like yeah. that people yield as like this oh look at the nba fandom is down when i would argue like this is what we talked about when when they were first like opening up this bubble and we said this we were like if they can do it safely and they can do it without making sure that they're not putting anyone's lives at risk this is huge for the NBA because yeah. with the lack of sports that there was, it thrust 
them into the forefront, right? They were now the sport that everyone was watching. It was getting that product back out there. It was getting the product out there regularly for, and, 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 and like, you know, daily at times where people could watch when people needed to watch something. Um, so I, and as well as being such a lead for the social move, I mean, there was no league that was better than the WNBA in terms of yes. like social justice movements. So hats off to them. But the NBA was also like there, you know, a couple steps behind, you know, following in their footsteps as, as men tend to do with women. Um, we, we like to follow in footsteps and then claim their success as ours. Dude, uh, and the WNBA players were doing it while one of their owners it is was a fucking crazy psycho woman. Yeah. And basically talking shit about them and it, which is just crazy. I mean, yeah. how do you not kick her out? That seems to go against uh, a bunch of rules, but um, the NBA did almost everything right. Yeah. And they stepped up and we also got to learn a lot about how the NBA owners are not as synchronized with the players as they yep. like to advertise. Yep. Most of their political donations go to Republicans and mm -hmm. to people that support voter suppression. Um, and, you know, sunshine is the best disinfectant. Maybe that will change as well. Um, I do think Adam Silver like his relief level must be so oh fucking God. sky high that it's like really hard to think about anything else. He's writing right on now. a cloud for, for the next year. And LeBron won the, and the Lakers it's, won, you know, like everything really sort of worked, worked perfectly, out perfectly. But there was that report about the NBA knowing that forced labor was being used and really right. horrendous, um, child abuse situations going on in their NBA academies in China. The NBA has things they need to fucking work on big totally. time. Totally. Uh, and it's, and be, it's also it's, like just the mechanics, like what's, when does next year start? What's the right. salary cap going to be? Uh, you know, how are we actually going to play? Will there be fans? Um, but they, they, they pulled it off and I'm, I'm glad that they did it. I was so anti, like I really, yeah. I said multiple times, don't do it. It's not worth yeah. it. And yeah. they, thank God, man, Jesus thank Christ, God. thank God they proved me wrong. But like, again, like you said at the top of the show, this, this just goes to show that when you put people together and yes, yes, bottom line is dollar, right? Dollar bills drive the world, make the world go round. But they were, they, they took their time. They conceptualized what it would take to have this be a success. They were fervent in their rules. They, you know, it wasn't laxity. It was, this is the plan. You either buy in or you buy out. And this is how we're going to operate. This is how we're going to keep everyone safe. This is how we're going to run it. And it was, and it worked and it was successful. And you compare that to now, or, I mean, we saw bursts, we saw COVID, you know, outbreaks in the MLB. MLB was kind of like a haphazard response. COVID outbreaks are currently going on in the NFL, and the NFL is just kind of like, ah, delay games, question mark? Uh, as long as you don't test positive in 24 hours, that's fine, right? You know, and it's like the, the NBA, power to them, was like, clear. I, I'm confident that if there was an outbreak in that bubble, the NBA had a plan. I mean, probably their plan was to shut things down and be like, it's a lost season, so be it. But 
there was a plan and you can't say the same about the other two professional sport leagues who've come back during COVID. My man, you can't say it about anyone or anything. <laughs> Since the bubble started, nobody anywhere has followed their example. Nobody. Yeah. Like colleges were just like, ah, fuck it. You know, let's see. Colleges what were like, we're not paying them anyway. So who the fuck cares about that? The White House has super spreader events oh, and then keeps God. doing it. Um, there's a fucking rushed hearing going on with people who we know are positive. Like everyone saw the NBA and saw that it worked and no one else in the country was like, yeah, we should do that. They were all like, uh, no, well, fuck it. I, we don't care. <laughs> yeah. That about I, like, up. I can't believe colleges were just like, I don't know what'll happen. I, I hope College these kids thing. like follow the rules. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? The college thing. I mean, it's so predictable, but so unsurprising. Um, we can, I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole for forever, and we we probably will continue to to discuss it. It's always going to be a topic until uh, until like years from now. I would argue, like until even oh forever, everyone will right. remember this as the bubble until, season. Even when there's a, even when there's a vaccine, there will COVID will still be on everyone's mind for a while. But uh, we have to also address the fact that the Lakers won. They sure won his six games. LeBron James won his fourth title. Uh, he won the Lakers won the year that Kobe passed. Anthony Davis and LeBron are the next Shaq and Kobe. Like there's and then and you have to give hats off to the Heat, who fought their way tooth and nail to the finals, almost made it a two-two game, and then just couldn't, they just didn't have the legs anymore. Missing Gorgon Dragic was huge. Missing Bam those yeah. first few games was huge. Uh, but goddamn, Jimmy Buckets fought with every last you know ounce of effort in his body until sheer collapsion. Collapsion, that's a word. Uh <laughs> it is now. And uh and yeah, like that's it's been a it was a hell of a finals. I know we were kind of a little lukewarm on it last week, but it's amazing what happens when you get, you know, a couple of good games back to back and 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 a healthier heat. Like that's ah it would it would have been such so great to see these teams both fully healthy going toe to toe. But man, any what your what were your takeaways? What are your final thoughts from from LeBron winning his fourth, from the Lakers hoisting another uh, trophy? Lakers now what tied for most championships in NBA history? Well, uh, give me a break. Like the the Lakers might be tied, but the yes, Los Maddie, Angeles I, Lakers yes, are not. You are on this too. Awesome. Oh, okay. Let no, 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 no. But the Celtics are bullshit too. Like they're playing against Fuck dudes you. that are like, like Larry Bird's going out and drinking with fans afterwards. You know, like the whole thing. Because he's people so are smoking good. in the. Give me a break. <laughs> like, there's also if he had taken better care of himself, maybe he would have had a longer career. Anyway, um, it, all of that stuff is sort of bullshit. Like. It's bullshit the, that the late Los Angeles Lakers keep the like your ring Minnesota counting. Lakers kiss my ass, dude. Like that's Yankee bullshit. It's Patriot shit. Like people who do that, it's like like Pat Riley throwing his rings down to convince the Heatles to form. And you're like, okay, cool, I get it, but those aren't like practical reasons. Like well, that's, those, a, that's a pretty baller move, in my opinion. <laughs> sure, to impress someone, but what have you done for me lately? You know, like what the Heatles were not a good. Uh, were not a fully formed team their first year and they lost they still made the finals but it took it 
it took a long time for them to figure out how to work together and who sure. to put around Flash and LeBron. Totally. Whatever. I don't want to talk about the Heatles. <laughs> LeBron's the man. He's so fucking cool. He took the most shots in this game, which is what I thought he... Like, this looked like a LeBron, you know, like, I'm winning this game, fuck everybody else. That's what yeah. this game was. Uh, and he had a bunch of help from Rondo, who went 8 for 11 and 3 for 4 from 3. And, dude, this is the thing that still kills me. Tyler Hero took 10 shots. How many do you think were from 3? I, I, it's going to upset me, whatever the number is. 2. 5. Oh, my God. What Two. are we doing here? What the are we doing whole here? heat, I, I mean, this was the Lakers being huge and defensive giants. Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't really seem like a destruction game. Like the heat shouldn't be embarrassed or anything like that, but it turned out to just be a regular old ass kicking. And, you know, there's reason to believe that a team that went this far when they were this hobbled could be right back there again next year. Because uh, like Jimmy wise? like yeah. probably won't be playing every other day next year in the playoffs. He'll have more energy. So maybe, you know, he has another spectacular game. But regardless, the Heat did a tremendous fucking job. But it totally. also sort of made me upset because like this is what the third finals in a row where injuries had a really big impact on the outcome of the finals. Like stars were lost. I don't know if Goran Dragic is a star, but he was their point leader for the Heat. He was definitely—he he was playing like a star. He had the impact. His yeah. loss was was hugely felt. Right, it completely changed the series. Totally, yeah. And it would have been interesting to see what the Lakers did about that. Like that's, yeah, because I, I, you know, like did Danny Green have a good series? Not really. Um, Danny you know, Green, if the, Lakers, if the Lakers had lost, I mean, they weren't going to, but if the Lakers had lost that series, the Danny Green wide open three at the top of at the top of the you know three point line that LeBron threw back to in whatever game four, game five, yeah. would have been burnt into the mind of every Lakers fan forever. Dude, and the Morris like pass to nobody. The it's, Morris, the Morris. Like LeBron uh, always seems to have dudes where it's like it. they make one mental error per year. You know, yeah. J.R. Smith. Yep. <laughs> infamously. But like, it just sort of reminds you, like, oh, yeah, LeBron doesn't make mistakes. And so when people mm-hmm. make mistakes around him, it's sort of, it sticks out like a well, sore and thumb. just, and it's not the fact that people don't make, <laughs> uh, that LeBron doesn't make mistakes and that other people do. It's that, like, when you're in high pressure situations, it's really hard to be perfect. You yeah, know? totally. Like, great point. It's really hard when you get that rebound as Jr. to be like, I'm going to pass it, or I'm going to put it back up, or I'm not going to dribble it out of the paint and try to assess the offense. Like, that's such a hard. It's like knowing where the game is, knowing how everything is set up, and you know, in those moments, you just have those brain farts, and it's like that is what any basic normal human will do. Ninety percent of the NBA players would make that make some sort of mistake like that or not do the exact right play. But it just goes, it shows the, like how mentally strong some players are like LeBron when, when that, when those things happen around him and you're like, Oh yeah, LeBron very, very, very rarely will do something that you look at and you're like, that was a boneheaded play. Like even Tatum, Tatum made 
a couple boneheaded oh, plays dude. in in the Heat Celtics series, and you're like, that is that is that is the star that the Celtics have hitched their bandwagon to, and rightfully so. But he's still young. He's still getting the sense of it. Basketball still catches up with you sometimes. Giannis does this too. And it's just like, this is what, this is the thing that it's the cliche thing where it's like the game slows down for them. And that's what it is. It's, it's like you have been in all of these situations so many times that it just, you, you know how to think, you know how to react. Your body just does it naturally. And when you're LeBron, who's played in whatever, every final series for the last 1500 years, the stage is never too big (laughs) except last year let's take a quick ad break get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tatum. It's tough going scoreless and a half, my man. That's just, you never want to see that. But It's going um, to fire him up. He's going to come back next year so strong. I, let's hope so. Jesus. There's, like, a lot of experience in this series, too. Like, there's just a lot of vets in this series. I mean, Bam and the Rooks for the Heat play like they're vets. You know, like, yeah. there's... Mm-hmm. Hero had that one fire game, but it's not like he's been a doofus or anything. Robinson's shot was pretty cold for the past couple of weeks, but he still was everywhere. He like they played good defense shots during that season, during the, that series though, not in oh, a yeah, bad way, yeah. but in like where he was like coming off of a screen and had five guys on him and somehow banks it in. Like he, he had some really ridiculous shots that man. Holy buckets. But yes, but yes, he was not, he was not, he and Hero weren't at the level that they needed to be when they were dealing with injuries. We we said that too. Yeah. And like everybody, I mean, what, Drogic had 19 minutes, Iggy had 11, Kendrick Nunn had 13, um, Kelly Olenek had 15, did pretty well. It There's, there are just so few answers when you're playing LeBron. And like, even if they had been 100%, it still would have been fucking tough as hell. You know, like LeBron has had worse teams around him than this Lakers squad facing better teams than this heat team and done well. So um, I think the mesh between AD and LeBron is probably the best sign for the future of the Lakers. Like they just know how to play together. No problem. Uh, and AD doesn't have a problem with sort of telling LeBron, like, you know, that's on you or no, 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 go there. Like they're orchestrating with each other. So it seems like way more of a partnership. Um, and like, (laughs) Jesus, everybody else you can get rid like, who cares? 
you know, like McGee didn't play in that game. I guess you want to keep Rondo. <laughs> well, so here I want to I want to ask you a question, Natty. If if at the end of the 2012-2013 season, I told you one of these two players was going to win a finals, win a championship with the Lakers, who would you have picked as most likely? Dwight Howard coming off of his failed season with the Lakers or Rajon Rondo coming off of his, whatever, seventh season with the uh, Boston Celtics. It's insane to think about. <laughs> like, it's crazy to think that D'Antoni used to coach that team. It's crazy to think Steve Nash was there. Um, they, I, like Kobe's final year was such fucking garbage. And there's just no, there's nothing left for the Lakers to apologize for. LeBron came in, they changed the entire roster. They paid the people that they needed to pay. LeBron got the people that he wanted, like he wanted Rondo. Um, And now like you kept Kuzma. I think you can trade Kuzma if you want to now, like he got a ring. He, you know, he was part of the team. Uh, There's going to be an allure for ring chasers to go to the Lakers because it's not just LeBron. Everyone saw how well AD did. And the brow was brilliant for most of the bubble. Yeah. So like, there are good reasons to go to LA. It seems like they have a winning culture. Again, Frank Vogel uh, coached really, really well. And he coached against one of the best coaches in the NBA in Spolstra. Vogel had LeBron and had AD and right. Spo didn't. And that's sort of what it comes down to. I, I, you know, like we've talked a lot about role players, but you talk about role players because you've talked yourself to death about the stars. And this was LeBron right. and Anthony Davis beating, not the shit out of the heat, but like beating them definitively. Yes. hundred percent. Uh, do you want to hear my spicy as everyone, you know, anytime LeBron does anything and everyone loves to then be like, all right, how does this compare with Michael? What does this put him in terms of Michael? Where does this put him in terms of the goat status? Do you want to hear my, uh, my my take coming away from this season i would love to all right good it would have been weird if i said nah, nah it would have really. been weird it would have been it would have kind like, of defeated the purpose of this mess. podcast if you're like no nah, <laughs> no nah, i don't really want to hear your opinion. i've had enough spice bro <laughs> so this comes from watching uh the last dance when it came out mm. and watching all of that MJ uh and hearing about people talk about MJ and all that jazz and watching this finals and Tell me if you think that this is an accurate vibe. I feel like what makes Michael Jordan so special and will forever make him the goat for what, you know, however you want to define that is the fact that he is Jimmy Butler in game five where he played whatever, all 48 minutes all yeah all 48 minutes scored 35 points 12 rebounds 11 assists basically just like was the heat in order to win that game with the talent of lebron that that is michael jordan that michael jordan was the guy who was had all the talent in the world but also would basically like die on the court in order to like win the game and 
I just, you don't see that as consistently out of LeBron. And that's, that's it. That's my, that's my, that's my MJ LeBron take. Zach Lowe put it really well on their podcast after uh, the Lakers won. He said that MJ felt inevitable when they were in the playoffs, like he's going after they beat the Pistons and uh, you uh-huh. know won the rings. It was like, no, Michael Jordan will win. That is a foregone conclusion. And LeBron, no, that does not equal LeBron. He has coasted through seasons. He has disappeared in playoff games. Um, he's not a force of nature like MJ felt. Like LeBron is just a just lebron is a genius and perhaps the best really basketballer (laughs) like he's also dealing with differences in longevity he's not quitting twice um he's i but the counter to that would be like yeah but lebron doesn't have to deal with hand checking absolutely the getting rid of illegal defense was it changed the entire game, opened up the floor, and that's why people are scoring. But that's because the league didn't want rock fights. They didn't want a Pacers-Pistons right. 66-67 game. Um, but MJ just never lost once they start. Once he started winning, and he never lost a finals, and LeBron has. Now, if you were... If, if God was going to give you a favor and he was like, all right, cool, we're going to have a draft of everyone at their absolute primes, you know, like you get whoever uh, you have first pick. Would you take MJ? Would you take LeBron? Would you take Shaq? Like I would. <laughs> I would you take Kareem? Shaq, I feel like would you take like- Bill Russell, who, oh, by the God. way, coached while winning? Who, oh and by the way, was a figure of authority, a black man figure of authority in Boston in the yeah. fucking 60s. Like, you do that. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Russell and Kareem had to deal with things that MJ and LeBron didn't. So that's, but I think it's those four are sort of on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I agree. Because LeBron, his his resume, his CV is longer than everybody else's there's more ones on it than everybody else's and you know he's always going to be second to mj i think because people will be able to say oh yeah but look at his record he doesn't have six rings and that's hard to argue with yeah i think to your question i mean you you said you would do it and so i just i would just like people to go watch like prime shack highlights oh completely unstoppable yeah and tell me that that man doesn't just run the nba right now and so like that i feel like that's the that's the kind of like i think that it's 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 a hard that question is like if it's today's nba that i'm putting a player in i'm going with Shaq or i'm going with kareem or bill but probably how about anthony davis who fucking looks incredible in the new nba like he might end AD. up being real AD. high in the uh in the basketball Valhalla rankings. Yeah. AD AD has has the Kareem vibe to me. Dude, he's like, one for one in finals. Like maybe he catches MJ. I don't know. 
That would be that would be insane. What if what a what if LeBron lured Anthony Davis to the Lakers and then Le- Anthony Davis spends the next whatever seven eight years of his career in LA and wins and goes on to win more championships than LeBron? Like, what if LeBron sparked the AD goat conversation? Right. If the brow ends up with more rings, but like I would assume that the next two to three rings that AD will be with LeBron get would be with LeBron, right? So, right. Uh, but you know, he could have a real long. Like all these dudes might start going into their forties. That's for real. Which is yeah, totally. And there's also super young dudes like Luca out there, oh, um, with all the talent in the world and all the time in the world, and every team. I mean, it's funny. I've been talking about how centers are fungible for the past several years, and now it sort of seems like we don't need centers anymore. We need bigs who can play like wings, but defend right. like centers. And it like it, it's just so amazing that the Lakers won huge when all the team when you know they've been facing the Warriors over the past half decade, and that's not what they were doing. Well, and the thing is, is though, and I think this goes to show, maybe this is the last point of, of this show. Well done by me. Use show twice. Yeah. Maybe it rhymes. Maybe ding, ding, ding. To, Yeah, well done me. Uh, like, we have talked about this. This is, a, this is a point that I feel like it's a hill that maybe I, will, I am dying on or will die on, but it's one I'm willing to. I think that goes to show that what made the Warriors small ball so effective it like that that wasn't the thing that everyone should have emulated that that was the one-off rare occurrence and it helps when you have three of the best shooters in nba history on your team right like when you have steph curry clay thompson and uh, kevin durant who shoot the ball lights out from three from all over the court like that that allows you to now play this super small ball allows you to rely on the three point ball allows you to kind of have this offense be catalyzed through off ball screens, through shooting threes, through relying on those deep shots to just suddenly go fire and get you into games with the elite defense that comes with Draymond green and seven foot, you know, KD like small ball. You say in quotes, as soon as KD entered that, I know the Lakers, I mean, the warriors had a small ball lineup pre KD, um, you had Harrison Barnes in there instead, but like small ball change when you have a seven footer in there. But anyways, and so like with the, with the Rockets, the Rockets are like, okay, we're going all in on three point shooting. And you have, you have James Harden there, who's an exceptional three point shooter, but you then you don't have the, you don't have three of the best shooters in the NBA history on that squad. And so I think that what yeah. this Lakers team showed is that like, no, it is still, the best shot in basketball. Yes, the three-point shot is the most efficient. The best shot is the one-footer right next to the rim. And when everyone's small, if I line up three seven-footers out there, I can get that bucket 10 out of 10 times. And they – it's like another iteration of LeBron. He's changed so much, so much. and just gotten so much better. Like, he is probably the most – complete basketball player who has ever lived he can do anything um and i think that like a bunch of people were talking about how he and vogel got together before the season started and vogel was like we're gonna be we have to 
be good on defense and you have to help get the team to buy in. And that's what won it. And the teams over the past couple of years, yes, the Warriors were elite scorers, but they also had incredible defenders. Like Clay yeah. Thompson is an incredible is, two-way yes. player. He's, yep. I, I think he would be an MVP if he were on a team by himself. Dre sure. was defensive player of the year. The Toronto Raptors had an immense defense with Kawhi and a defensive player of the year in Marcus Saul. Um, defense still wins championships. Yes, you need the personnel and you need the scoring pop, but I think you're right. I think the Warriors seem like an abnormality that occurred because they all of a sudden had four of the best players of their generation <laughs> on the same team because of the salary cap bump. Like it was because of NBA mechanics. KD right. would not have gone there if they couldn't have paid him that much money. No, he would have gone um, to the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. And Steph Curry cool. was passed over twice by Minnesota. It, you know, like so many different things needed to happen. Uh, Draymond to Minnesota round almost trade they almost traded Clay Thompson to Minnesota for Kevin Love. Like there's all kinds of shit that went down sure. that could have gone. Totally. But, but, yes, but I, like the fact you're right. That, it's like it sticks out as how special it is. But, and well, and the fact that it's just like it's like it's the fact that everyone re- tried to emulate the Warriors when the, the main ingredient of the Warriors was having three of the best players in, in the NBA yeah. at that time. So like very hard to do. And, and, you know, you can certainly try teams have tried you, you get, and now they're starting to do the duo, right? You get the, the, you know, two great duo and then build around them. But I, for one, I, I love to see a, a an NBA where every position matters. So I am yeah. here for the big ball to be back. I'm, I'm here to steer right into the big ball because you know what? I love Anthony Davis. I love me some Bam Adebayo. I, I mean, what are, who other centers do I love? I mean, we love some drum, even though Joker, what fucking. does drum do? Love me some Joker. Nope. I don't love me some Joker natty. I love me some big honey. Oh, that's right. Sorry. We love, yeah, we love the honey. young guys. Like we love the Jonathan unicorn. Isaac. Fucking, yeah, for sure. Giannis. Yeah. Yo, so. But, like, also think about all the other teams that haven't had LeBron. Think about the ones that have had so much talent go through their teams over the past five. Think about the fucking Sixers. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Butler was on that team. So many players have been on that team. So many players have been on Houston. So many players have been on Oklahoma City. So uh, there's been quite a lot of movement. And there's LeBron, you know, like, what is it? Nine of the past 10 years he's been in the finals and he can, he has to restructure the roster each time and he has to change himself and take on more responsibilities. And he, I mean, we talked about who was going to be pissed off before this season started last year. Um, and it turned out that it wasn't about being pissed off. It was about being focused and persevering and doing your fucking job at max at just the highest level. And that's LeBron in a nutshell. Like he, he has disappeared, but not for a long time. It's been a lot. It's basically been since he left Miami that he's just always, even if he's not at MJ level, he's always still orchestrating what's going down on the court. Yeah. He's indispensable. Uh, 
the the one place that I'm willing to try to I'll say this right now, Natty. LeBron is better than Michael Jordan as an NBA general manager. I mean, if MJ had been able to take the reins of roster construction in the ways that LeBron has, <laughs> then I think we would have seen maybe oh, we've a seen lot it. more. It's called the Charlotte Bobcats. Not great. Uh, oh God, that was, I, I don't want to talk about. <laughs> we that. saw, we That's... saw MJ take the reins. But yeah. you know, some of this is like, who, who does LeBron like to play with guys that have beaten him before Rondo guarded LeBron during uh, the, just about as well as Rondo. anybody ever. And LeBron always remembered it like he wanted rondo there and rondo's been on what five teams like dallas kicked him to the curb so there's there are just teams that don't fit particular players and rondo needs to be on a team where i mean i i would stay there's no if i was rondo i'd be like yeah i'll just come with you lebron where you know i'll just stay with you i will whatever you want to do it's fine Totally. We'll do this thing together. I mean, why but but there's ever- going to be a lot of opportunities, I think, in this offseason for the Lakers to upgrade because I think the salary cap is going to be down. So, like, mm-hmm. there might not be as much money out there. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, maybe uh, someone's willing to take a little bit of a haircut on salary just to be here with LeBron and AD and Ron right. and Caruso. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, like, that's. I think that was it was an, a terrific job by the NBA to have a yeah, function, here, here. to have this functioning bubble, to have this whole playoff. It ended in a very picture picture book storybook ending with the Lakers winning, with LeBron winning his fourth, Lakers winning on the year that Kobe passed, uh, Anthony Davis getting his first championship and looking like the stud player we all wanted him to be. And the Heat putting, giving it their all, and very likely they're going to be the favorites in the East as well they should uh, in 2021. We will have lots to talk about, I am sure, as the season starts or as the offseason starts and as players start, as we start hearing some rumors about uh, about where things are going, how things are happening. And then, Natty, you know what? We're going to actually have to start talking about fantasy basketball one of these days. Dude, the draft is next month. I'm already oh I'm, I'm going to take a few days to decompress, watch some baseball, but then yeah, I'm going to dig into this unfilmed kind of research for this. <laughs> but yeah, the I think the draft is next month. Um I don't know if they firmed it up, but uh you know, everybody's in the dark as to how this is going to go, so all we have to do is talk about it. Boom. Well, and because you know, I know you don't want to miss anything we have to say. Make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That is how you'll find us. That is how you'll not only get us, Long 2 Podcasts, but also our fantasy baseball and fantasy football podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Long 2 Podcast. Natty, have yourself a good week. Dude, I'd like to thank you for a fun season. Stop. I had a great time doing this, and we had to do it under really fucking weird situation, and you did a great job. I really appreciate it. Oh, stop you. Right back at you. It was a great season. On to 2021. Hopefully bigger and better things will be coming for us all. Yeah. And uh, stay healthy, yourself. my friend. Ditto. Talk to you next time.